You are listening to Overcomers Church International Podcast. Here at OCI, we are dedicated to our vision of building strong people and building strong churches. From wherever you are listening, we hope this message leaves you equipped and encouraged. Liz and I, we went through this whole series of, of dreaming and stuff, and we had we were having dreams that we're like, man, we got, I got to talk to her about this. And she had to talk to me about things. And, and it was tough. And I had one point when I had told the Lord, I said, Lord, I will, I will dig deep. I'll do what you want me to do. Just heart stuff. It wasn't about going back and revisiting every little issue. I've heard people say, you have to confess every sin. Forget it. You can't remember every sin that you ever did. I mean, my God, we, we've just sinned too much. But it's about things that have have latched on, that have become parasitical, that are sucking the life out of us. Those are the things that need to be dealt with. Is everybody everybody following me? So I had, you know, I had told this to the Lord. I'm like, Lord, I'll do anything. I'll pour my heart out. Whatever you want, God. Whatever you want. God, it's all about you. These are my things in my office all by myself. I have this dream, and the dream tells me to go talk to Liz on a very deep and intimate level. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, why did I pray this? Be careful having a prophet for a best friend. He calls me and he said, uh, I've got a word for you. I was like, oh, praise God, brother. Come on by. And he stops by the house and he said, you told the Lord that you'd dig deep. And the Lord says, dig deep. And that night I had a dream that I was digging deep. So I was like, all right, well, I can't ignore this. Otherwise, he's going to have a different word and I don't want any more words. And so... My point with saying all that is that I had to lower down this, this thing because, man, people, I had all kinds of insecurities. I still am working through some things because I'm still human. I'm still working through stuff. But all kinds of insecurities and hurts and pains and things from my childhood and just all kinds of stuff. Um, anyways, I'm not going into the details of it because it's just it's in the past, praise God. But just all kinds of hurts and things that I was unwilling to let my guard down so that healing could come. But once I did, healing came, and I became a more free man. Because, see, the deal is it's not about being free, but it's about learning how to walk free. We still think oftentimes like the old man. Once you step into freedom, you're totally free. The only thing that's, that's, that's holding you back or binding you, it's not the devil. And every time people are oftentimes like, oh, the devil, he's really, I'm like, the devil, he don't have that much power. The only power he has is what you're giving him right now to believe his lies that he's holding you back. And you believe that he has that much power when in all reality, he doesn't have that much power. What he has are lies and cunningness and craftiness and deception. And if you would just believe that he's a zero with the rim knocked off, he's literally nothing other than a liar. You can believe that then you can realize that you are the one who has the ability to get free from the things that are binding you. And when you're in a family, you're in a relationship with the Lord to where the, the culture and the heartbeat is about getting free and getting healed and not about bringing condemnation, then all of a sudden you'll be like, who cares? I'm not into preserving self anymore. Because when, when we try to preserve self, we do a horrible job. But when we put our hands and our hearts in the Lord, God sets us free while preserving us. Satan is like, remember Ham, Shem, and Japheth? Uh, 
Satan is like, was it Ham that went and told, uh, said, curse be unto you, Canaan? Uh, I think it was Ham. Ham was the one that came out and, and exposed his father, Noah. That's what Satan is like. God is like the two that took a sheet and walked backwards and went and covered and laid the cover over Noah. You all know what I'm talking about? Noah got drunk and all that after the flood. That's what God does. God does. God's in the covering business. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, it's it sounds a little bit scary to um, just talk about opening up your heart to the Lord or receiving his heartbeat. But there is, you have to remember that the enemy, he wants to keep you bound and he wants to keep you a slave. Because people who are bound and people who are slaves cannot lead people to freedom. But when you are a free person, then you can lead more people to freedom. So saying yes to the Lord it may feel difficult and and hard, but it's actually this a beautiful place because no longer do you have to be overwhelmed with trying to keep this thing down in you and keep suppressing it and keep trying to work it out for yourself and keep keep trying all this self-effort. When you say yes to the Lord with all love, And with all diligence, he keeps your heart and he brings you into this freedom and he and and it's then it becomes dealt with. And then it's not anything that you have to continue to take care of, because when you step out of the chains and you step into freedom, I'm telling you. Free people know they're free. That's right. And when that thing comes back up of, well, you did this, and you'd be like, uh, I'm actually a free man now, and I, I'm not bound to that anymore because God, That's right. he took care of it. That's right. And all of a sudden, you have this posture of a victor, of an overcomer, and you're like, this thing, it can't keep me bound anymore because actually Jesus, he took care of it on the cross, and I was trying to carry it all by myself but then all of a sudden I realized that he already dealt with it and in his dealing with it it made me free and you have like you'll experience this lightness and this it's just free it's freeness like and all of a sudden passion and zeal rise up in your heart yes and it's like oh I I'm like you feel alive it's like it's just like what Katie was talking about. Like you have his heartbeat and you can feel his heartbeat. And you're like, I, I, I'm not this bound person. I'm not this person who is kept in this place where I'm having to do all these things all by myself. And I am wondering if, if somebody's going to bring it up or somebody's going to figure it out or, or this or that. Like all this mental gymnastics that we go through and I know you all know exactly what I'm talking about because we all have had things to walk through but like just what pastor was saying like when he had to come tell me the thing whatever he had to tell me like I already knew like the the Lord had already showed me and so like how loving is that of a father to just be like it's fine it's fine 
Like, we're, we're going to walk through this, and we're going to go forward, and it is no problem. And you're going to be free people now. And that thing that was holding you back is yeah. no longer, it, it doesn't have a voice over your head That's anymore. Right. That's, right. That's the thing that the enemy wants to do. He wants to have a voice. He wants to have a tow rope where he can keep yanking you back. And the Lord's like, I can cut that if you let me. And you can go forward, and not just forward, but up, and up, and up where you're no longer, you're no longer bound. I don't, don't, so good. Yeah, yeah, hallelujah. Uh, You know, a lot of the the voices or the voice that comes to us that speaks things, um, too many times we still believe things about our past or even about current uh, circumstances, situations, we still believe that more than we believe what God says. And we got to get to a point to where we don't, be, we don't identify with the wrong voices, yeah, that's right. with the yeah. wrong voice, the voice of the accuser, because what God says about us is what we're supposed to identify with. And you can tell if you really identify with something or not, because that will be the life that you live. If you live bound, then you identify with the thing, with the word, with the term, with the label that's over your life. You, you're living and you're identifying with that thing that's, that's keeping you back. But for people that not only say they're free, but actually walk free, they're identifying with what God says about them because he's brought us, he's brought us into freedom. Listen to this in Revelation 12 and 10. It says, then it's funny because while you were talking, I went to Genesis and thought, I'm gonna read, I'm gonna share this. And I'm like, no, no, I'm gonna share something from Revelation. So Genesis to Revelation, all in one message here. Um, verse 10, it says, Then I heard a loud voice. So this is Revelation 12, um, 10 and 11. Is this okay that we just we just roll with the Holy Ghost tonight and just share some things? Praise God. Um, you know, this is what this is to me, this is real, this is real church. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Gates are a defensive mechanism. They're meant to keep people out. That tells me that the church is supposed to be invading the areas that hell is currently holding on to. I mean, that's how I see that. But people that are bound themselves do not have the capacity to be able to pick up their sword and to run and to invade and to overcome anything else if they can't overcome what's overcoming them at the moment. It's like spiritually not possible. So this is why uh, after a lot of years of doing ministry, it's like, all right, God, what do we really need to do here? And it, And it just came to this place where it's like, we need to do real church. You know what fake church is? Everybody come in on Sunday night, Sunday morning, whenever the time is we're meeting, and pretend and and do the hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. And I'm I'm all for worship and I'm all for the word and everything, but do all that stuff and never get to the heart of the matter. Never get to what is actually holding people back because if... We come in and we're like, here we are in church. We bring the sacrifice of praise unto the house. How you doing, brother? Like if we're doing that, and we our face hopefully doesn't wouldn't look like that, but on the inside, that's how we feel. And we go home, 
and we go right back into the mess, what, what, this could actually be an appropriate place to cuss. What in the H-E double hockey sticks are we doing? Because that's a hellacious way to live. To come and say, everything's going good, it's jolly, but you're living in hell because you're still bound by stuff. And it's like, we got to peel back the layers and say, God, how do I get free from the, how do I get free from my past? How do I get free from present situations? And how do I get free from the voice of the accuser? I'm going to tell you a little bit about how to do that. Verse 10 of, of Revelation 12, it says, Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ has come. For the accuser of the brethren. You know, what, you know what an accuser is? Oh, my God. This is awesome. You know what an accuser is? An accuser, this is legal language. This is legal language. An accuser is one who goes into a courtroom and brings an accusation against some something else or somebody else. And the problem is, is that believers, many times, just because we're ignorant, and Paul says, let's not be ignorant of his devices. What are his devices? Is it power and strength and might? No, it's, it's lies, it's deception, it's cunningness, it's accusations. And what he is accusing the believers of is of them being something different than what God says they are. It's the, it's the same old story with him. And so he's trying to drag people into his courtroom or into his court system. He's trying to drag people into that place saying, you are this and you are that. And you did this thing wrong. And we're like, oh, my gosh. And we go in and we believe those lies. We believe those accusations. And we think the one that is bringing judgment against us is God. But it is, in fact, the enemy bringing the judgment against us that we think is God. And it's not. He's the one accusing people. It's not God. It's not Jesus. It's not the Holy Spirit. I don't really even, and I don't debate people on this. When people get into like, and I've shared this before here about, you know, the Holy Spirit is, con, you know, he's convicting me. And I'm, I'm okay with that in the sense that like he's making my, me become aware that something's going on. But I like, the, I like words like um, convince or repuve, uh, repro, reprove. There you go. That's how you say that. Or to bring enlightenment. I think that's what the Holy Spirit does because conviction in our terminology in our day not only holds the connotation of you are wrong, but judgment is also coming. The truth is the Holy Spirit will bring light to things that need to have light shed upon, but there is no accusation, there's no wrong identity tied to it, and there is no judgment that is to be dealt to you for your past, your present, or your future tense because Jesus dealt with all of it. So now that we have that settled, any accusations that come against you, even if you think they are God. You need to retrain your mind and your heart that they are not God. They are Satan. They are the enemy because he is the accuser. And it says the power of Christ has come for the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. There's going to come a time when he's going to be cast down and he will no longer be a factor. The only factor he is is that he's an accuser. And we just have to not listen to his lies. What is he? What is he accused? It's the same old thing. He's trying to convince God's people that they are something different than what God says. 
Adam and Eve in the garden. He said, the day that you eat of that tree, you will be like God. They were already like God. They couldn't have been any more like God than they already were. Said to Jesus, uh, when he was tempting him, I'm trying to remember the exact words, but he said, yeah, yeah. He said, if you are the son of God. He was trying to get Jesus to believe that he was possibly maybe something different than what God said that he was. You know what Jesus did? It's what Adam and Eve should have done. We wouldn't even be here right now. Jesus said, it is written. It is written. It is written. He went with what God said. And now what does the enemy, what does Satan, the accuser, do to born-again children of God right now? In this day we live in, what does he do? He accuses and says, you're really not right with God. You really will never amount to anything. You really aren't healed. You really aren't blessed. You really aren't all these things. As a matter of fact, and he'll begin to point to things that we have done wrong and say, that is really who you are. But in all reality, God doesn't identify us based on what we do. He identifies us based on who we are in Christ. Period. Even when you blow it and miss it because you do, we all do, God does not change the label that he has on us. Can I do, so like I just see this as a little bit like a picture. There's two different, you know, courtrooms. You have a courtroom over here, and this is the accuser. He is trying to get you to participate in his judis, ju, 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 oh my judicial God. Yes, system where he's like, okay, I'm going to bring you into my courtroom, and I am the judge, and I'm also the accuser, and la, 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 la. Okay, lock you in prison because I'm accusing you of this, and you're yeah. like, well, I mean, I, I I did do those things, and I don't I don't know who I am, and I don't necessarily know what God says about me. And okay, so you're staying participating in this legal system, but if we come over here, we can pull the accuser into our legal system. That's right. Where God is the judge. Come on. And. And God says, I already placed the judgment on Jesus. And what I see, you, he just says, you're covered. It is a no problem. And then we can look at the enemy and be like, I'm covered. Get out of here. That's right. And so we're then in this place where we're walking in freedom. And even when the voice of the accuser comes up, we are now identifying with this is who God says. This is what his word says. Even if I don't fully believe it, even if I'm not fully convinced in my heart, Jesus said it. God did it. Jesus provided for it, and we are covered. So we do not have to participate with that system any longer. So we need to be people yeah. when he's trying to drag us over into his system. Yeah. We say, nah, -uh, you're coming into my system right. where I am the victor and I don't have to listen to your voice anymore because I'm listening to the voice of God, period. And it will shut him That's down. Right. That's right. Come on. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You know, as as you were as you were saying that, I was thinking, how how do we ever get 
over to this? How do we allow him to, to do that? And I was thinking, it's just like Chinese handcuffs. It's, they're, they're fake. They're not, they're not real. You ever use Chinese handcuffs or had like a kid? They're like, stick your hand in here. And you can't pull it apart, but all you got to do is just like use your thumb and you're out of it. It's like fake. Like the stuff he brings us to come and accuse us, it's not real. It feels real because it's tied to maybe actions that we, are, we have done, but our actions don't define us. I say this all the time, and I'm going to say it right now. You are not, you didn't sin, and you don't sin because you're a sinner. You were a sinner, and so you sinned. You used to do according to your nature. Now, if you do something wrong, it's just because you need to get your thinking straight. Same for all of us. We all need to get our thinking straight. That's the reason we do stuff wrong. But if we do something wrong now, it is not because our nature is, is as a sinner. We don't have that nature anymore. We do not have a sinful nature. We have a born again, made alive, regenerated, made righteous, made holy. Our new nature is totally, completely brand new. It's just learning how to identify with that new nature and not identifying with the old nature. So when the enemy comes in and says, oh, this is who you are, you can go, whoa, wait a second. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I did that. But you're not putting Chinese handcuffs on me. I know who I am. I know what I did, but I know who I am. And I have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And even that stupid thing that I did is covered under the blood. Let me finish reading this verse. And it says, in verse 11, it says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the, and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. Now, I want to read that verse, verse 11, in the Passion Translation, and we'll close here. And it says, They conquered him. Now, hang with me, because the, the wording is very different. It says, They conquered him, speaking of Satan, Completely. Everybody say completely. completely. Through the blood of the Lamb and the powerful word of His testimony, they triumphed because they did not love and cling to their own lives even when faced with death. I think it's possible the Passion Translation may have taken some liberty with saying His, but here's the deal. Whether we're saying it's our testimony or His testimony, the only reason we have a testimony is because of His testimony. So if Satan is trying to bring us back over into his courtroom, I love this. If he's trying to bring us back over into his courtroom and we feel like our testimony is shot because of uh, maybe some actions, all we have to do is go, wait a second, wait a second. I got to tell you about the testimony of Jesus because what Jesus did on the cross was enough to give me eternal redemption. There isn't anything that you can say or do or hold against me because Jesus has cleansed me with his blood. I'm going to hang out with him and I'm going to believe the report of the cross and the blood of Jesus and I'm not going to listen to this nonsense. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the powerful word of his testimony which has now become our testimony That's right. yeah. so you know what we need to do to get our hearts just re readjusted here a little bit because i believe that was a word from the lord and um i know it was a word from the lord and we just need to come to a place to where we realize that the enemy is the one accusing us of being something that god never said we were we need to throw that stuff completely out. Whatever label he's put on you, 
whatever label he's put on you. And a lot of that can be, you can be like, well, what does, what does the, the, the enemy say about me? What do you say about yourself? Because it doesn't matter what he says so long as you keep quiet about it. It doesn't matter what Satan says about you. What do you say about you? And I'll go so far as to say, but I'll be very careful in, in saying this. It technically doesn't matter what God says about you if you don't say what God says about you. I mean, what God says about you matters. Don't misunderstand me. But where it becomes effectual in your life is acknowledging what God says about you. Philemon's 1.6, it says the, um, that the communication of your faith would become effective or effectual by the acknowledgement of every good thing in you in Christ Jesus. So the enemy just works to try to get you to not agree with what God says about you. Next time you miss it, blow it, and you do something, you're like, I did not want to do that. You know what you need to say? I am the righteousness of God in Christ. And what you're doing is you're saying, I'm going to move in an opposite spirit. You're taking the sword of the spirit, and you're saying, I'm going to go ahead and cut off the accusation that would try to label me as being something different than what God says about me. And I am, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. And the enemy would say, oh, wait a second. If you were really righteous, you wouldn't have done this thing over here. Uh, no, I still am human, Satan. And by the way, this conversation is over. But let me just say this. I'm still human. That's why I made the mistake. But it hasn't changed my identity. Just because your child doesn't act like your child sometimes doesn't mean they're still not your child. Your identity doesn't change just because of what you do wrong or any fear or any kind of bondage or anything. None of that stuff is really who you are. Who you are is what God says about you. There are things written in your book of life, Psalm 139. There are things written in your book of life that God has written about you, and none of them match up with what the devil says about you. <laughs> so what you need to do is you need to pull out your, your sword, and you say, no, 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 no. This is what God says over here. And you'll start to see yourself differently. God will start to turn those things in your heart because the problem is we, we live out of our heart. Every person, this is a true statement for every person on the face of the earth, you live out of your heart. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it, out of your heart, flow the issues of life. So what you need to do is you just need to change what's in your heart. How do you do that? You start speaking and believing and saying and 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 speaking and believing. You keep doing that until you're dead. And from now until the time that your toes turn up, you will be so convinced of what God says about you that your heart can't believe anything different. And you will do what's in your heart because you were intentional to put in your heart what rightly belonged there, which is what God says about you. Recipe for success right there. Hallelujah. If God is changing your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by partnering with us today. If you would like to give or would like more information on how we are making a difference, visit ociperryville.com.